Ready to go for a Tuesday. Had to move the other microphone out of the way so you could see Elizabeth. That's Elizabeth. So tomorrow, you hear her voice all the time. For you who are joining us on Facebook, that puts a name to the face for you. Most of you should know her by now because you've been seeing her for weeks on end every Tuesday sitting over there. But, uh, yeah, we moved the mic for her so that you could you can see her over there. What we do is we do the show here from seven to eight ever from six to seven, seven to eight. The Bible guys will be on. I'll cut a promo, then I will uh, take off for a while, and uh, we'll go over to BJ's and have breakfast. And it's not the BJ's over there by the mall. All right, it's not the bar. Yeah, it's not the one where I'm having <laughs> you know the tasting of all the different beers they got on tap, which they don't. They got a bunch, but they don't have very many of them tap. Let's just put it that way. I was there. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I was there a week ago uh, and had di- uh, dinner with some friends, and uh, yeah, about two thirds of the the taps weren't even working. That That's I don't weird. understand. I don't understand that. Well, maybe I'm, they're not. Maybe here. they're not selling so much beer, so they're not filling up the the coffers, <laughs> so to speak. I don't That's know. That's probably the case. But they no, don't sell right. beer at BJ's Market Cafe. No, no, and that's no. the plate lunch. That's joint. where we go. Breakfast we, joint. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. we're there. What's that road that was? What road is that? That's off of that we Don't turn even. off of. Is that? Um, Proth- it's off of Protho. Yeah, exit, so but yeah, I don't know so the down there at Protho. There. It's where the farmers market is in the yeah. summer. Everybody knows yeah, where that is. Yeah, it's a good place. Is. Good place to go. All right, and uh, was I? I just learned a new way to come home from there. I didn't know oh, about yeah. yeah, you just go straight out that road that like north? takes you to it. Yeah. yeah. Follow that and uh oh, you, to Rixie and then you get on four forty and it'll drop you right off. I was there say you ought to d- dump right on out sixty seven. Yeah, right by Jacksonville. Well that's nice to know. So I got a different one. I don't go home. Now this is this is something that was drilled into me when I was in the military. Uh because when I was in the military there was a lot of international terrorism going on. You know, the minor was a Bader Meinhof band over in Germany and all those people. And um, so I don't go home the same way every day. That's something they taught us. Change, My dad taught me that as change well. Your, change the way you don't go home. Don't get into a pattern. That's exactly right. It. That's exactly what they taught us. And so I don't. And so that just gives me another way to go home. Because sometimes I'll I'll go from here and I go to thirty and I go to forty and I go to sixty seven. Sometimes I go from here to thirty to four forty to sixty seven and I go home. And yeah, it really doesn't matter one way or the other. I'm, no, it's kind of like when it's, I'm in Conway, I want to come difference. to Little Rock. There's only a couple of ways to go, and unless you want to go way out west and take the scenic route for an hour and a half. Yeah, was it Highway Ten? Highway Ten, yeah. which is not a bad. It's a fun not drive. A bad drive. It's a nice drive, but it takes forever. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't really matter. It's all the same difference. But no, I don't take the same way every time. I had time. to use 440 the other day because what well, was Saturday? As I was coming back uh, from. Uh, the station on the car and truck doctors, uh, they had the bridge all screwed up. Oh yeah, going over. I heard the, that. Oh, if you were if you were going east 
on 30. And I know that's counterintuitive because you think you're going north, but you're really going east. Uh, they had men, the traffic was backed up all the way from the other side of the river back across the river on the, on the bridge there. And then it started building right there where uh, 630 dumped into 30. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, and it was... On like, a Saturday, too. Yeah, I mean, it was it was terrible. The people were just crawling ar- along. And I noticed it when I was coming to work because <clears throat> it was already happening uh, at uh, about 830 in the morning. And so when I was coming back, when I got to the split there for 30... Instead of trying to get on 30 and heading out towards 40, I took the, the uh, I went to 30 West, got off on 440 and followed it past the airport and then over I-40 and then up and to, as I call it, Garbage Mountains and um, got on 67 there. You know, all this work they're doing, though, the it's going to take a while, but it's going to really improve, I think. Yeah, when it's I know done. when they added the extra lane from Conway, it sure made a difference on that commute. It'd be so, nice. I can't but it's going to take, what, it. five years or something, it's they It's going to take a long ooh, time. Ooh. So I go around it. I'll tell you what else I noticed this morning, you know, being out at 5 o'clock in the morning on the highway. More traffic. Huge amount of more traffic yeah. all of a sudden. Everything's yeah. opening up now that uh, Mr. Biden is in office, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, what a big surprise. What a big surprise. Dummy. Everything is, uh, you know, it's time to open the if economy. You can't, if you can't read the tea leaves on that, there's something wrong with you. That suddenly, you know, New York is opening, Chicago is opening. That was all a way of getting at Trump. That's all it was. Well, not so, just so Trump, they didn't have the any problem. See, they didn't have any problem punishing you. That's right. And they punishing were, their own constituents yeah, as well. Yeah. Democrat voters, you know, were part of who, who's suffered over a lot of this and who still suffers over all of this. What bothers me most of all, and I'm kind of I'm kind of out of it with with some of these groups. You know that you have talked to me about this and, and saying this groups that wanted me to get involved. I said if they're if they're wanting not to do this constitutionally. I'm not, don't count me in. There's a huge amount, of course, of emotion out there. There's a lot of passion out there. It's going to take a while. back. Take a breath. Take a breath. Settle down a little bit and think about, do you want to just show off and be mad? Or do you want to take action that's going to matter in the long run? And I don't think those two things can be done at the same time. I refer you back to the Beatles. Take to listen to revolution again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, take a listen, you know, you know, now, back then it was all Chairman Mao and all of that crap. And, you know, people, the students marching with their little red books and stuff. And I looked at them and I said, you know, if you'll take and get rid of that book and pick up a, a copy of the Constitution or the Bible, then maybe I might be interested. But I ain't interested in Chairman Mao. Ain't going to get you anywhere anyhow. <laughs> there you go. How's that? I guess what gets on my nerves is is on the third party thing is, well, we tried it and the, and the Republicans have turned their backs on us and we need a third party. I've been pretty active with the Republican Party off and on, and I know you have here in Arkansas for a good while. I am a grassroots person. I think they are well aware of that. At the same time, I have not seen a huge number at all of all the folks that are out there right now screaming at the top of their lungs, and I am too, screaming at the top of my lungs, 
but I'm over it a little bit. It's time to settle down. Are you going to do something? If you haven't already been active in your Republican Party, which is already there, and basically (laughs) there's a big split going on right now, then, you know, you're really not that, you know, I I don't want to discount anyone's passion. At the same time, think about, do you want to just make noise? Well, one of my favorite uh, people that I watch frequently says signal to noise. Do you want noise or do you want signal? I want signal. I want Are you action. watching Bond? Uh, Steve Bannon. Oh, Bannon. Steve Bannon yeah. says that. I'm sorry. He says that. It mad, It makes sense to me. Signal, not noise. A lot of what we see in the news is noise designed to do nothing but get you riled up. Yep. And make you angry. It's a lot And get there. you off center. And then you've, you know, everything's gone and you haven't gotten anything done. Now, you might, you know, you say, well, Dave, how, well, how do you feel about that uh, they're checking all the guardsmen bothers me a lot it bothers but me doing a it. lot you can't stop it yeah it's going to do it's going to happen right now bothers me a lot that they've they've made washington dc a police state it really is there's so many things to be said do about you realize that. that all the bridges leading into dc oh, yeah. right now are closed oh yeah oh yeah did you know that Oh, yeah. I also watch Right Side Broadcasting. You can find that on YouTube, people. Right Side Broadcasting. It's a citizen-based, crowdfunded network. And they were on the streets of D.C. this weekend with a 15-minute video, and it was totally deserted, totally boarded up, barricades and 12-foot fences, cameras and military people, tanks. It's unbelievable. And this is for... Isn't it interesting uh, that they got that for Biden, but they didn't have that for Trump? Well, and this is a virtual inauguration. Ago. Yeah, it's a virtual inauguration. I thought that meant most of it's going to take place on people's computers, on their laptops and stuff. Well, I admit I was a little confused on the weekend, and I realized after I looked around a little bit, there are credible threats coming from the far extreme edges, both sides, by the way. And you know, Dave, when you go far enough out on the political spectrum, left they meet. or right, they become the same. Yes, they do. And they're do. all about I, anarchy and anti How many anti- years have I said that to everybody? That's true. That's true. And so that's what we're seeing in front of our eyes right now. And they're what we saw nuts. last week in D.C. Um, and what, can you believe it was just a week or so ago? Now was it two weeks Whew. this Wednesday? Hadn't been long. No. A little over a week. On. It's only three weeks into the new year right now. I'm looking here. There's a... Um, uh, but there are a huge number of people out there looking to, quote, do something. And I guess my message would be, go to your local Republican Party. I know that's the last thing I want to do right now, also, very honestly. However, there's more of us than them. And I believe that if many of us get active, we can make a change. All right. I want you to listen to this. Acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller said in a statement yesterday that the Department of Defense has not received any intelligence indicating a potential insider threat to the inauguration of President Joe Biden. Say that again. No insider threat. No insider threat. However, Miller added that the department is, quote, leaving no stone unturned in securing the Capitol, noting that all National Guardsmen deployed to Washington, D.C. will be vetted. They've been vetted already. I thought they were vetted when they joined. They are vetted. And, and how and dare, bothers you me. know, I, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended that, you know, you're calling into question the 
fidelity of these individuals to their oath. I'm trying to think of the word. Their their fidelity to the oath. Um, gosh, if you can't if you can't go there, yeah, you know, it's, it's really weird. What, what does that mean? Very strange. All right, we're going to talk more about this because there's a lot. Look, there's a lot of BS out there on the web that you guys are believing. Fake, a lot of you, fake news. It's crazy, and I, I won't even I call be- it fake news. It's I can't just believe BS. you actually believe that the president of the United States, Donald Trump, still until Wednesday, is getting ready to do a mass arrest of people and put them in Gitmo. What are not going to happen? Where is your thought process? Guys are stupid. I'm sorry. I don't have a better word than that. I I don't really understand it. I want to think that it's because people again are so worked up and they're so looking for something that's the the solution. Yeah. And also it's the apathy because remember I'm looking for a solution out there somewhere. Somebody to come to I'll me and tell me it's all going to be okay. That in just a second, we'll talk about it. I, I I need to talk about getting your home clean. All right. You want to get your home clean? Yeah. Yeah. You want to do it with St. Clarity. Clarity. Mm -hmm. You know, residential cleaning. Absolutely. Right now, we've got a half off on their uh, certificates. It costs $200 to get a a home up to 1,500 square feet cleaned, and we'll sell that certificate back to you for $100. Uh, If you want to get a large home that's up to 2,500 square foot, uh, it's $300 for their certificate. We'll sell you one for $150. It's a great deal right now to buy those. Uh, I know that uh, Ed Monk was going to buy two of them yesterday for his house. Now he's good for him. Look, he's a he's a single guy, and he readily admits that his house kind of gets funky. <laughs> All right, gets a little funky. He's being a single guy, and uh, having somebody come in and clean it might be a, a good example of what you can do for yourself or for your significant other they don't like cleaning the house any more than you do we don't and if and if you're taking (laughs) if the two of you take like a a sunday afternoon and you clean the house together why not have somebody else take care of it for a couple of weekends and save some money while you're doing it all you have to do is call 404-6560 that's 404-6560 after nine between nine to five talk to chuck and chuck will get you one of these certificates and then you'll get with St. Clarity and get them set up to come out and clean your home, deep clean your home. Talk to them about what deep cleaning is all about. I've had uh, Kristen on about this, and she's talked about that. Yes, we'll have her on again before Valentine's Day to talk about it some more. Again, the number to call, 404-6560. Talk to Chuck, and uh, he'll help you out getting yourself one of these great certificates for 50% off. All right, back with you. Now here, I, I want to take you back to the 60s when everybody was marching. And, you know, they had their little book of Chairman Mao that they marched with and, and all the Not other things that were today. going on. Not, it wasn't a whole different than what it is today. Uh, what The marching was going on at that time was more of the kind of Black Lives Matter Antifa stuff that was happening this summer. It, it wasn't. It was more like that, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It wasn't for different the, reasons. But. Wasn't the hard hats? The hard hats started started marching when the uh, students for a democratic society, the weathermen, and all the rest the of them started 
causing problems all right that's when they started and the hard hats were the good guys the hard hats were the construction workers and the average joe that's out there today being so upset and they finally had had their fill and so i you know i always thought people would pay attention to what the beatles said all right because they were so popular at the they time they changed our culture they were hugely uh, popular at the time and they wrote revolution and they released that it was a single it was huge and everybody was like, yeah, we need a revolution. They never listened to the words That's of right. the song. Right. They never listened to the words. So here you go. Here you go. Listen to this one. You say you want a revolution. Well, you know, we all want to change the world. You tell me that it's evolution. Well, But when you talk about destruction, don't you know that you can count me out? Okay, we need to stop right there. All right. That's the message. We'll just start start right at the right at that point of what the Beatles were saying. If you're talking about destruction, count you can count me, me out. out. And that's the way I am. Count me out. Hey, I saw this already. I know how this ends. It doesn't end leading us anywhere. Nowhere. All that, all that all that happened down, in the sixties led us nowhere. That's right. You didn't do it. Okay, you can you can kill it. That's good. But I, you know that I just wanted to make that point. I want we have got to learn from our past. We've got to learn from the past, and uh, I mean it's just like they said. Everybody wants a revolution. Everybody wants to change the world. But there's a way you got to go about it, and there's a way that you you can try to go about it that won't get you anywhere. I keep hearing people say, you know, I tried to talk to my you know elected official. They didn't listen, so I quit now, and I want to go burn things down. Well, no, that doesn't work. When you burn it down, what are you going to have? Look well, at these cities around our country now. I need to play that segment from Batman again where uh, Alfred is talking about the Joker. All right? And you guys are now... You know, you might as well put your white face and your big smile on because you're like the Joker. Yeah. You just want to burn it it down. Just want to tear it up. And what do you got if you tear it down? You got nothing. It's kind of like a two-year-old that just pitches a total fit and, you know, wants to tear up the playroom because they're mad. And then what do you have? Here's what I say, and I don't have my copy right in front of me right now. Wish Iverson was here. He'd have his. I could hold it up and, you know, I hold up the Constitution. And I said, here's our parameters. Here's how we got to change it. And everybody says, but Dave, that takes a long time. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It took it a long time to get where we're at. It took a long time. And the reason we're where we're at is what Thomas Jefferson warned us about early on in the Republic. That when the people find that they can vote themselves money out of the Treasury, democracy will slowly die and that's what's happening how many of you got excited when you heard there's going to be another stimulus check how many of you got excited when you heard biden say we're going to give you another fourteen hundred dollars people are wanting to know well when's that coming i'm just telling you 
you start voting yourself money out of the public treasury, democracy will die. You'll put up with just about anything. Give up just about everything if they'll wave enough green in front of you. Or keep you Now, home. there's a lot of it that's listen, people listening to me now. That's not the case. But there's a sizable minority that is listening that way. Or keep you home indefinitely and then let you free, and then you're so thankful that you're willing to do whatever they ask. All right. They're still looking for volunteers on that COVID-19 vaccine study. They want you... To give them a call if you are in good or stable health. Uh, if you'd like to do this, it doesn't cost you anything. All the study-related uh, care that you're given is absolutely free. Uh, no insurance is required to take part. If you're an adult and you're in good or stable health, you may be able to qualify. Here's, Let me tell you, it's very simple. All you got to do is call this number, 501 954 7822 or go to the letter C the number 19 vaccine study.com the letter C the number 19 vaccine study.com to see if you're eligible it's that simple if you want to help in the COVID-19 uh, you know trying to, to bring this under control here's your opportunity 501-954-7822, c19vaccinestudy.com. Phone lines are open, 823 And again, I go back and uh, people need to, to pay attention and throwing, throwing fits ain't getting us anywhere. Let's go to Tim. He's uh, out in Saline County. Tim, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Dave? I'm great. Well, I have to be a conspiracy theorist, but uh, what else yeah. have we got these days, right? Yeah. Uh, about, a, about a week or so ago, you were interviewing French Hill. Yeah. Which I enjoy listening to him. Uh, you asked him a question about a, a very important subject that some people believe, some people don't. You asked him about the Great Reset. And before the words came out of your mouth, he said, what is that? And I, I caught that. I don't know if it was a Freudian slip, but uh, you know, when somebody answers that fast, it's, it's like they may not be telling the truth. I don't know. Well, I think he was telling the truth. There's a lot of people don't even have any clue what I'm talking about there. When yeah. I bring it up, they don't they don't have an inkling about what the Great Reset is. It should be happening like any any day now is what they keep saying. I haven't well, seen it happen. No, and I hope it doesn't happen. But you know, the things happening in Washington and other areas around our country and the world, it. it it possibly could be leading up to it. They're going to hope not, but uh, uh, God bless our country, please. I agree. I'm with you, Tim, on that. Bottom line, best time to strike is when somebody is at their weakest, and we're not at our strongest right now by That's far. That's right. That's, That's right. just the way it, it is. What is the reset? Reset is China has been for years trying to get uh, their uh, monetary fund, basically, being the the petrodollar uh american dollars have been petrodollars the worldwide forever. money system will not That's be right. based on the dollar would not be on the dollar and if that happened our economy will crumble that's right just warning you right now our economy would crumble do i think it's going to happen in all reality no i don't think it's ready to happen yet 
Are they trying to make it happen? Absolutely. Yes, they are. And they will make more progress in the next four years by far. Yes, they will. With the weak administration. I saw I saw a uh, article today, didn't get to read all of it, about Yellen, who's going to be, you know, sitting <laughs> Yeah, in they're there. starting hearings, I think, today on those folks. She, here was, they said that the question was for her, how much debt is too much debt? <laughs> Man, we... I think we we went past that question a long time ago, haven't we? I mean, where are we at now? Lord, I haven't I even looked I started, I started forgetting about it when they hit $22 trillion. It was 27 the other day. The, listen to that. I mean, think about that for a moment. Think about that. Roman joins us. Hey, Roman, how are you? Not well. Not well. What's up? Uh, I'm blessed, but, uh, you know, the, the matters at hand and what's on the table – uh, I believe there's uh, a massive election fraud issue that should not be uh, stopped talking about. I, I can feel your pain about wanting to secure what remnants are possibly left of the political process. And I encourage the political process and have hopes that it would work after watching all this for 40 some years. Nothing has worked. And that's why we're at where we're at because I failed 40 years ago to do my part and I'm guilty. But right now, I think the most important thing for uh, our, our country is first of all, thank God that his grace is at work and that he rules and reigns. But at the same time, the uh, issue of our uh, human involvement is, is massive in the Republic and we've been kicked in the gut with this election cycle thing. And I would like to see, uh, those limitations of looking into this and brought onto the table before anything else goes on, regardless of what happens in the next 24 hours, uh, which is huge anyhow. Well, Roman, Roman, would you agree with me, though, that for the average voter out there, when you're looking at election fraud, the main attack has to be in your own state. Since states it's control state the election, it's a state issue in many ways. If if you collectively look at United States Code and the Constitution and the amendments and whatnot, there has been obviously there are a lot of allegations. There's been a crime committed, whether it's taken on at the state level, whether it's taken on at the federal level, whether it's taken on by one jurisdiction or another jurisdiction. Somebody somehow has got to step up to the plate. And, and at the end of it, at the end of the 10th Constitution, it says, or the people. And if we have to revert back to a concept of committees of safety and common law juries to bring that about, then righteousness has to be found in some capacity, because if it's of the will of the people, it don't need the majority of the people to accomplish that. What happened when when the well-regulated militia was walking on uh, Lexington the way they were that wasn't the majority of the country like today many people many people weren't no, even we aware did, we did that we didn't have on. we didn't have uh, uh and w- this is another topic but th- you know we didn't have the constitution at that moment we didn't have a, a way for redressing our grievances so to speak uh with our government and now now we do we have that and all i'm saying when if I think that they need to continue to look at things that happened 
the things that the, the federal government should be looking at are the things that they control by the Constitution, which is they set the day of the Constitution. It's not up to a state Supreme Court to change that. In fact, from my understanding, they can't change that, yet they did. Now, <laughs> that that brings up uh, the whole thing of where does the federal government get involved further? I do not want to have national elections. All right. However, in a national election, there's going to have to have to be more more eyeballs on what people are doing, and uh, judges have got to be willing to stand up for the Constitution. There you go. Now, when it gets to what is our part in it, how many of you are screaming at your state legislator right now to get things cleaned up in Pulaski County about elections? Everybody's already forgotten about it. There's a mess in Pulaski County. A lot of people have forgotten about this already. There is a judge in Pulaski County. Yes. And there's a person that he hired in Pulaski County that needs to be investigated. That caused a lot of trouble. Yes, they did. And that needs to be looked at. And it needs to be challenged. And if you're not willing to challenge what's going on in your own backyard, forget about what's going on federally. Ain't going ain't gonna to matter. Get your own backyard cleaned up first. Well, and I'll just throw it out there. If you're really looking to get something done, focusing on election reform wouldn't probably be a really good place to look. Yeah, you need to get it. <laughs> I mean, you know, action. Let's get, make things, something let's change. get things lined up in what we need to do versus what the federal government needs to do with pushes from us. You've got four votes in the House, two votes in the Senate. That's what you've got, all right? You've got a lot more than that here statewide. And you've got a lot more in your local community with your city council and your quorum court that are the people you see in the grocery store every single, well, not every day, but frequently. And, and you may be wondering, well, why doesn't the, the local media, you know, cover it more? Well, they should. I well, mean, they won't because I'm, I'm they don't. They want to keep you in the dark. That's well, another thing. As an as a citizen in this country now, if you're interested and you need to be, you're going to have to take it upon yourself to find out the information. Back in the 1990s, when I finally walked away from being a reporter, I realized that many of the reporters that were working then, it's even more so today, wanted to be spoon-fed. Here's what they would do. They would show up, and I saw it happen. In fact, I, I made a big scene at a big press conference in the Capitol Rotunda of Indiana when we were all given a big uh, news uh, uh, release about how all these groups were coming together and talking about how they needed to pour more money into this program and that program and yada, yada, yada. And uh, they all got together, all these groups got together, and uh, the media shows up and all the cameras are lined up there. All of us that were from radio are lined up there now. One of the problems with radio today is that owned by major media companies, they've cut a lot of what they call as fat and read that news departments and things of that nature away from uh, the uh, uh, talk radio and things of that nature so that 
um, they don't do it anymore. Well, because they don't do it anymore, the people who are doing things that aren't right are getting away with it more. But the bottom line was we were all there. And they presented all this stuff. They made all these statements about how many people were starving and how many children were going without meals and and on and on and on and on. And then they got done and they said, any questions? The news people were already packing up. They had what they... they, they got they, their stuff. They, they had what they needed. They had been spoon-fed. Yep, told what to say and how to say it. And they had gotten it. And then I held up my hand. And I'm not doing this to draw attention to myself. I'm just telling you, this is what happened. And I started asking where they got their information from. Double-checking the sources of the information? How dare you? They started gathering (laughs) behind the the lectern and started talking to each other. (gasps) And they came up and uh, they didn't have an answer. You were asking about Greg, the sources of their information. Yeah, Greg, who was over on one of the local news channels, his ears picked up when he heard that. And he started asking questions. And when one news pe- person at a TV station asks a question, everybody's got to ask a question. And by the time we were done, about 25 minutes later, they were packing their stuff and didn't want to answer any more questions. I'm surprised they didn't shut down your press conference and have it. Well, that's what I just said. They did. They they shut they shut down. Shut you and, down and, and shut you off. Said, this is over with now. And, and that was when in the 90s, and they're was, doing it again that would today. Have been about 1993. Yeah, well, we're still doing it again today. And in fact, now it's the press doing it to itself, as witnessed by what because goes on. Because they play along with one party. Yeah, look what goes on in the White House press room. At least you know. back then. When pe- it was fun because after it was over with the, the reporters were talking amongst each yeah, other guess what go, i found out that was cool <laughs> actually you know, got to do got, real journalism we got some real information out of that hey don't, and speaking of real information you can get it from david lucas financial about retirement uh his retirement brochure the ultimate retirement planning checklist are you ready to retire you need to get a copy of that uh be one of the first 10 callers right now and you can call right now. Just leave your name on the voicemail. They'll get back to you and find out where they need to send this to. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. This free retirement uh, guide uh, asks you 31 questions. And I'm just telling you, if you find yourself past, uh, like, I can't answer four of them, uh, you got an area probably in your retirement that has possibility of going off the rails and you don't want to do that remember what i've always told you about retirement the goal is that you want to you want your money to outlive you you don't want to outlive your money if you outlive your money you're going to be a sad camper so get a hold of the folks at david uh, lucas financial uh their their services are offered through the david lucas financial group in arkansas registered investment advisor and get yourself a copy excuse me of the ultimate retirement planning checklist all right we continue dave ellswick show here uh we're down to about eight minutes the bible guys are standing in the wings warming up they'll be with us after the uh, news and answer any question you might have about uh, uh the scripture got uh one big question i want to get to that uh may lead into some really interesting uh, talk today. In fact, I know it will, and, and we'll, get, we'll get to that 
here and when we get to the next uh, hour. But I was just sitting here talking uh, to Elizabeth. And if we're going to have a healing, if we're going to pull together um, the Republican Party and the grassroots Republicans versus the not-so-grassroots Republicans and things of that nature. And look, there's a, as many Republicans as there are in the House and in the Senate, there are just as many different ideas that those people have. We're talking and we're dealing with egos here. We were talking about this many, many years ago when the Tea Party started. When when, when does it that now? 2009 here in yeah, Arkansas. About 12 years ago now. Okay. Going on 12. Okay. And I remember doing it, uh, being out there and speaking to the groups that were out there. And people, I guess, didn't hear what I said. Because I made the statement at that time uh, that uh, the people that were running for office, because we wanted people to run for office uh, and, uh, you know, get out there and primary people and and then get the, the banner to run with and then beat the Democrat that they were going to run against, which they did. They did. Took a few years, but we, we did it. We turned Arkansas red. We sure did. And it, it was the it grassroots happened. that did. That's right. And the grassroots made it happen. But the grassroots needs to remember that it never stops. That's right. It wasn't like, okay, I've done this now. Now I can sit back and go back to my soccer games no, every day. No, because it all done. goes back the same way because, it's, right. again, you're dealing with a bunch of egos. Well, it's a constant encroachment on our liberties, and if you don't stand there and defend it, it will continue to encroach. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'm frustrated about right now is people who, you know, oh, I tried in 2010 and I tried in 2012 and I'm done now. Um, yeah, okay, I understand being tired. I don't think we're allowed to give up on our country. I don't think we're allowed to say, okay, I'm done now. I voted for French. I sent him to Washington. I can sit back and do nothing, and he's supposed to do my job. No. The government was made by the people, for the people. That means the people have but to here's be a bigger, involved. Here's the bigger part of, about day. all of this. As I've said all along, it is your local government, That's right. the closest government, that you have the most impact on, which means you should be having an impact on your state government. You know, so many of you That's watch right. Fox, and I don't blame Still. you, or One News America, whatever it's called, One America News or whatever, or or whatever One America you're News. listening to out there. You're listening to all of that, and you're listening to what's going on federally in our country. I'm telling you, you will not change that until you change what's going on in our state. It bubbles up. That's the it way you got to do it. Again, it's that's why I was excited about Janelle when she was here, the new chairman yes, of the yes, Republican Party. She comes Party. from the grassroots. She wants to work of 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 getting people elected to city councils, getting people elected yes. to the uh, quorum courts, and these little areas of blue that are still all over the state that we get those red like they should be. That's right, and 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 the grassroots fundamentally has the same beliefs as the Republican Party. Yes. That's the interesting thing. Got it right here. That's right. And I got it right need, here in my hand. We need to That's... hold the party accountable to its platform. Yeah. 
And the way you do that is you're the guy down the street that's your school board uh, candidate, the guy across the way who's running for your city council. You sit with him. You visit with him. You talk to him. You go to the city council meetings. You keep up. You support him when he's you know, working on things. You let him know when he's not doing things well. That's how it happens. Okay, so um, Roman called back. He said that he wanted to make sure everybody understood that he wasn't calling for violence. I didn't get that out of what you were talking about at all, Roman, anyway. I don't think uh, that. On that. And we are not at all, ever, about that. Yeah, his question is if, if he's curious as to what the remedy would be. And the remedy, I'm trying to explain the remedy here. All right? The remedy is you got to do what the Constitution allows you to do. All right. And if you believe in our country, you will do that because yeah, that it. is the fundamental document that structures how we operate. Law. That's what we do. Law and order. Order. We've got to have some structure. There will always be people who do not want to follow the law. I'm just telling you that right now. Always. Whether it's the law of not, you know, stealing your stuff or the law of stealing your vote, so to speak. Uh, but they, they're not looking to get something done in the long run. No. They're just looking to tear stuff up or throw it up in the air and see what sticks. Yeah, that's what uh-uh. we... This is a long-haul process, folks. We didn't get here shortly. We're not going to get get the, this taken care of shortly. It will be... But it's a call to action. It's a war. It is. It is a it's war. It's a different kind. On many fronts. And we're going to have to do it. But we got to do our part. And our part first is to get... Arkansas elections clean. Focus. Focus. Get them clean. Got to get them clean. Then we we can work on others. But you and I, we don't live in Pennsylvania. We have no say over Philadelphia. But we certainly have say over the voting machines used here in Arkansas. That's correct. Absolutely. Those are things that we can do. And you can make that happen with with enough people being involved. Thank you, Elizabeth, for coming by. Let's take a break. Bible Guys are next. I'm just asking, okay, because I keep getting all these questions about, you know, as a Christian, what can we do to change things that have that has happened? Well, you can be a Christian, stand up and 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 live for the faith, and uh, some of the stuff won't happen anymore. Right? Just just being honest with you. Yep. You know, as I say here on the show, major on the majors and not on the minors. Live your faith out loud. And a lot of people just don't get that. No. They they they, they want a man's answer. They don't want God's answer. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I see, and it bothers me exceedingly. You know, the reason this country is where it's at is because we've turned away from what God himself says we should live our lives mm-hmm. by. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we say that, we give you that opportunity because we believe God gives everybody the opportunity to accept or 
or de- you know decide that they're not going to follow uh, Christ. Yeah. And, and we'll give you the opportunity to say that you think that the Bible is hokum. Just know what Romans says. You turn yourself over to a reprobate mind, you may, every man reaps what he sows. That's right. That's right. And yeah. if you sow a lot of the stuff we're seeing right now, from whatever side you're at, you're going to reap stuff that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll stop. Yeah. Well, you know, it, <laughs> good, it's a good point. You know, going back to... Uh, you know, what you're saying there in the be- at the very beginning, you know, one of the, one of the things that George Washington said was um, when it came to the founding of the nation, he said the uh, the group that was most responsible for the founding of the nation was what he called the Black Robe Regiment. Yep, and it was the ministers who roared from their pulpits about um, how we need to live our life. And uh, if you if you continue to see your faith as a private issue. Um, then you're not seeing your faith uh, biblically. And right now, the other side knows that, mm-hmm. and they're trying to force our our belief system and our our beliefs instead of us getting out and talking about them. You know, you can go to church and talk about it inside your church, but don't right. bring it outside. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the other part, the, the part of the message of the gospel has been changed a little bit, too. <clears throat> it's not just the softening. Uh, it's what I call the uh, come-be-broken-with-us mentality. Instead of saying, hey, you can be made new, you can all things become new in Christ, you can be reborn, and you can be different, and you can be changed, the message is now, hey, we're all broke, we're all dealing with something, just come do it in this building with us. Right. That's kind of really what is, is preached a lot. Instead of just saying, hey, no, you can come here and be different, and you can be healed, and you can be delivered, and you can be set when free. When you go to the hospital, do you go to the hospital and expect to be discharged and still be sick? No. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm serious about that. Right. Yeah. You, If you go and meet the living Savior, when you walk back out, you should not be the same right. person. If you are, you didn't meet him. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yep. But, but Steve is right. There's a lot of places now that are just that are just more or less... Um, Christian social clubs. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and what, come, come and let us pet your feelings for a while and mm-hmm. be with other people who are, who are as messed up as what you are and, and meet each other as opposed to... Okay, come in here broken as you are, but meet the one who can fix you. That's right. Yeah, meet your yeah. real healer. Yeah. yeah, and that bears out when when you look at the statistics of the th- things that are going on in society and how similar they are in the church. Right. Whether you know it be divorce or pornography rates or any drunkenness or whatever. And people get upset when you when they uh, when they come in and then you tell them that not only um, should you not remain as you are, but you better not remain as yeah, you are must not. i mean i had this uh, this is this is going back a few years ago now when i was living in sweden but i had this one lady after um after a service one sunday she she scheduled a meeting with me and she was really upset and and uh i met with her and um and i asked her I said i don't understand why you're so angry and she said the sunday i came to church i was i had had a horrible week i was down in the dumps i was in deep depression I came to church, and do you know what you taught on that Sunday? I was like, I don't remember, ma'am. And she said, joy. You taught on joy. <laughs> and she was upset right. that I was teaching about the solution <clears throat> to her problem. But she wanted to come and have me more or less you know, um, you know, cater to her, mm-hmm. uh, her de- depression mm-hmm. as opposed to giving her the antidote right. to her depression. And I think a lot of people are that way. I, I, let, me, let me stay in my... In my brokenness, and don't try to fix me. I mentioned that I think it was last time I preached about how the 
a lot of the Christian music is kind of the same way. You know, come here and then Jesus will just sit alongside and comfort you instead of, and though that's true, but his his objective is to comfort you and then take you to the place of healing. And we just want to teach that, like the example Scott just gave was, she just wanted to be told that, you know, yep, things suck and it is okay. Okay, but are you willing to take the prescription? Nope. Most people are not. That's, that's if, the case. If it requires yeah. change, m- most people are don't want that. And that's what my Christianity has always mm-hmm. been. Right. You know, I always say that when you accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit came to live in you, and he started to do a wholesale revamp on the inside of that's you. Right. Mm-hmm. He's tearing out the bad wood and putting in new wood and, and uh, you know, re- remaking the house inside of you. And look— that's not done with me by it won't be done sure. until the day that i go to heaven and mm-hmm. then perfection arrives but uh before then that rehab is going to continue yeah, yeah. and it's not non-painful that's yeah. right it's called being born again it's right. being completely remade and rechanged old things me, have passed away the new things have become new it took me years to forgive my ex-wife yeah years all right but when I did, it was a huge step. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was freed you. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. It was better for me than it was right. for her. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't doing anything hurting her anyway. Yeah. I was just still so ticked off about what had gone down mm. uh, during that time. That uh, what? What's the? How's that old saying go? It's it's uh, um, that uh, non forgiveness is like a poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like drinking poison. And you're drinking it, and you think the other person's going to die. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't happen. That's yeah. right. It doesn't happen. Well, you know, it, and you can, you know, it goes on to, um, you know, just following on with that continue, uh, continue thought. If we people, I would say this, I think some people do want to come <clears throat> in to church and um, be fixed, but only if it is immediate mm. and entirely something the Lord does. They're right. not looking for this partnership with God like. Okay, you speak your word into my life. Let me apply the word to my life and work mm. out changing, becoming better. So if you're going to do it all, the Lord God, and you're going to do it right now, I'm cool with that. But if I have to put out any effort myself yeah. and make any life changes or any quality of change in my life, and if then it, forget if it's it. it's going to cause any inconvenience discomfort, yeah. or discomfort, sure. I want nothing to yeah. do with it. Right. Let me tell you what. We're all sinful people, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of discomfort. Absolutely. Yeah. American Christianity, by and large, is looking for a genie, not a lord. There you uh, go. We mm. walk in, rub the lamp, and go fix me. And if it didn't work, then uh, we want to walk away. Then I'm not fixable. Right. So I'll just stay the way I am, mm-hmm. suck on my navel, yeah. call it done. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And that's this. why this generation was not, you know, the Bible says that God knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. That's why this generation was not allowed the privilege of being born in biblical times, because we couldn't have handled it. Right. <laughs> and, you know right. It just wouldn't have been possible. You know, you even see the process. <clears throat> I've been reading in the uh, portion of the uh, of the Exodus, <clears throat> and you even see that process taking place when God takes Israel out of Egypt, and when He walks them through the land, He takes them to the bitter waters, the waters of healing. Then He provides food, but they have to go out and get the manna. They have to go out and be participants in it. Then He takes them to the mountain. He takes this fifty day process to to start working to get them to realize they're no longer slaves. And it's it's a work. A lot of people don't want to go through that work. And then it ended up taking forty years, right? Because they wouldn't receive it. Because <laughs> they complained about it the whole way. And after the tenth time of complaining, he goes, "I've had enough of this." Yeah, 
you just wander you around for a while. <laughs> you don't want it, I'm going to give it to your children. I heard somebody yeah. say that it didn't take, it didn't really take God 40 years to get the children of Israel uh, out of Egypt into the promise. It took 40 years for God to get Egypt out of the children of That's Israel. That's right. That's it. And he had to work it out of them. And until they were freed from that, because what did they say after God miraculously appears on the mountain? They said, oh, you, we should have, you know, I'm sorry, not not the mountain, but when he was, uh, when they were suffering, they said, oh, we wish we would have been back in Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, we had leeks there and garlic there. And as long as you're attached to the past, you're never going to be able to walk into your future. Must have been smelly people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <I> know. something. <laughs> yeah. well, there's no showers out there, man. Leaks, yeah. In the leeks, desert, there's not a lot of garlic, <laughs> man. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you know, something I learned a few years ago, uh, going through the, the cycle of reading the first five books of Moses, when I read that part of, um, you know, we often say, well, um, take another lap around the mountain and we'll take, we'll say 40 years and all that other kind of stuff. And though that's true, you know, that only makes up about six pages of the books of Moses. Mm, that yeah. it's sometime in the book of Numbers, I think somewhere around Numbers 10 and then I think somewhere around Numbers 20. So I think it's around 10 chapters. And what it is is in Numbers 10, after that final complaining God sends him into the wilderness, and then it all it does is over those next ten chapters is talk about they went from here to here, 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 and that's it. And then all of a sudden you're at Numbers twenty, and that's the end of it. And so that part that we say made up the entire part of Moses' story of Exodus, of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy is only a fraction. So meaning. God didn't even include. All he did was tell the story, and he didn't count anything that they did during that 40 years except where they went. Right. No mar- miraculous stories, no healings, nothing else. It's a very small part of, the, of that whole story. Okay, now i got to take a break, but before we go on break, let me just ask this question of, of Scott. You made a statement that, that, uh, e- that Israel had to get Egypt out of them, basically. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the problem that we face? Yep. The people that are make up the body mm-hmm. okay you had all these people out in the secular world telling you you should live your life this way and that way and do this and do that and uh, if it's not biblical why are you following it mm-hmm. absolutely because what you're doing is yep. you're letting it's like the ark now you're letting the water in the ark right yeah you know the the ark is there to keep the water out not to put water in right and uh, yeah there's so many people who believe and have fallen victim now to all these self-help books and all these things saying, you know, you can you can save yourself, you can fix yourself. No, you can't. No, right? No, no, you can't. The Bible tells you how to be, right? And Jesus helps you get there. That's right. And anyone looking to any government to try to help fix you or fix our society, you're going to be sorely disappointed. There is no hope in the governments of men. It's got to be the kingdom. As Reagan said, those words that are very, very dangerous. Hi, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. PI Roofing wants you to give them a call. You need to have somebody. And and now would be a good time because, you know, we've had a little bit of rain, but not a lot of rain. Uh, They can come out and walk your roof. They can find soft spots in the wood. Uh, They can find potential leaks on your roof. And they can get those fixed for you before we get to springtime when the rains really start. And the rains will come. Wait for April. They're coming. March, even. They're coming. Uh, You get it fixed now. You don't have to worry about looking up at your bedroom ceiling and seeing um, 
a discolored spot or seeing a wall in the wallpaper if you got wallpaper suddenly kind of bubbling off of the off of the uh, drywall because you've got a leak somewhere have pi roofing and their professionals come out and do that they follow all the covid 19 uh, rules so that your family's safe their workers are safe but you get the work done and your material in your home will stay safe as well call them at 707-3551 707-3551 that's pi roofing at pi roofing.com all right let's uh, get back here with the bible guys phone number 8230965 you got a question Here's your opportunity, 8230965. If you're mad at God and you're mad at the Bible and whatever, uh, if you believe things that you know really aren't probably true, you might want to talk to these guys and get, get some straight stuff. I, I love the people who tell me, well, I know the Bible's not true. I know 13 examples of it. And I go, okay, I'm, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, They'll they'll start off with uh, you know the, the the creation and some of the things that went on and I go well number one you're quoting it wrong yeah you know and and it's it's just interesting people have got a lot of ideas that are based on false information I mean politics is not the only place where yep. false information goes and yeah. and where you know we got our own QAnon people in the religious realm mm-hmm. and as well that are out there, uh, you know, showing stuff that is just not, absolutely not true. Steve, I always like uh, that you bring uh, John Adams up a lot uh, on the show because he did. He made a very, very important statement about America and that America was made for a moral people. Right. If it's an, if uh, the people aren't moral. Moral and religious people. And, yeah, yep. it's going to fall apart. Yep. yep. The Constitution, he says, the Constitution was made for, was made only for a moral and religious people, and its Constitution is is inadequate to any other, something like that. So, yeah. so if you get people that are not moral or not faith based, that's why they start messing with our Constitution because it does not allow them to do what they want to do. Right, constrains you, them. If you're moral, you follow the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not, if you're not, you break the law. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. Well, because it's tur- it'll turn into what we're seeing today. It just be- it becomes then a democratic mob rule. Yeah, anarchy. And, right. And so when you have immoral people making the decisions instead of moral people making decisions, you're going to go down the same path that all the you know communist leaders went through. Yeah. And, and I think we had a, a question a couple of weeks ago that kind of lends this. <laughs> I think that part of the problem is because for excuse me now you know for decades and decades now uh the church has preached that that we are no longer under law that we are now we 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 have no law that governs us whatsoever so we've been preaching against the law of god for so long that now we're seeing manifest in our country lawlessness and everybody's all upset about it well why would you be upset about it you've been preaching lawlessness for all these years and now you're upset when you actually see what lawlessness really looks like maybe what you see happening in your country right now is the way God sees things happening in his church right now. And as a result of the pulpits. As a result of the pulpits. That's why I go back to, you know, the whole black robe regiment thing. If we're preaching one thing, we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think also this whole gender ambiguity we have going on right now. I mean, what did we have 
20, 30, 40 years ago, they started coming out with Bible translations that now took away gender. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's take away masculine gender. Let's take away female gender. Let's gender neutralize the Bible. And now we have it in our society. Because God what? ain't a man, right? He is a spirit. So we can call him he, she, it. Whatever pronoun you and, want to use. And we have that now manifesting in our country. When when the Bibles first came out like that, there was no discussion of gender neutrality whatsoever in the society. But now it's everywhere. You preach it long enough in the spirit, it begins to manifest in the natural. All right, Amen. here's your question. Let's get to the first question for us. We could, we could carry the whole show on. Our own. <laughs> right. 726 uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 8230965 is the number. Uh, guy says he wants to pose a couple of questions to the Bible guys and to me on the show. So for the Bible guys, I'd like to ask, I know you guys have dealt with this prophecy issue in past shows, but I, I wanted to ask if it turns out that the prophets have been wrong about the president, what should they do to make amends? Should they just come out and apologize and then move on? Or should they quote, sit out unquote from preaching for a while or maybe submit themselves to an elder to minister to them, or what? I think something needs to happen, but what should happen? Mm. Well, um, Scripture says take them out and stone them. So <laughs> we don't no, do that we, anymore. That's the Old we Testament. Can't, we can't go quite that you get, far. You have to have a Sanhedrin to do anything uh, like that, right. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I I would say I think there's a, a day of reckoning coming for a bunch of these people. Um, you know, we we have seen. Um, was it uh, was it Ahab who had the four hundred false prophets versus the one mm-hmm. true prophet of God? So we know that historically, um, the false prophets, the false voices out there, have been the vast majority of the voices that are out there. What you should do is look around and identify the ones that you go, okay, well, you are now um, proven to be a false prophet and therefore i don't really care what you have to say after this point yeah you can't take them out and knock them in the head but you can choose to not tune into those people anymore Um, they have identified themselves at this point as well i'm going to use a harsh word here they have identified themselves as liars at this point god did not tell them what they have said god told them or else they would not be false prophets Um, god did not make any mistakes and god was not uh, surprised at how the results turned out. So if they said prior to the election, God told me Trump is going to win, then they are liars at this point, and you can write them off. Harsh? And he threw, A little pulled bit. the pin and <laughs> threw, the, <laughs> threw it into the room and closed the door and walked away. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think we should um, unpack that. Um, do we have time to unpack it, We got it, one Dave? minute. Yeah. Uh, we'll throttle it back on a little the other bit side. after the I'll, break. Pr- I'll pick it up. <laughs> I'll okay. pick it up on the other side. I, no, but I under, I do understand what Billy's saying. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, they didn't do a Khrushchev and take off their shoe and beat the pulpit. Right. But they sure did preach that, uh, you know, the, the church was going to rise up and... Yeah. And there's a difference. Whatever. There's a difference between saying, I believe, and saying, God told me. Yeah, God said. Right. So. Yeah. That's, well, you should be very careful. Yes. And, and Scripture does say that, that, um, you know, that when the prophetic words come forward, the Bible says in the New Testament, it does say that we're supposed to judge prophecy. And I think that's what we have to be yep. positioned right. to do. We got Rush. He's going to talk to us. Then we'll be back. That's the only reason I'd break right now is because it's going to be Rush. All right, we continue on the Dave Ellswick Show. Bible guys, it's a Tuesday. They're always here. 
uh, on Tuesdays from 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, I'm just telling you, it's really important for people to understand that there's uh, things that need to be taken care of uh, as far as our republic is concerned. Uh, Because if we don't take care of the things that we can take care of, don't expect the republic to take care of things. just doesn't work. Uh, It's just like you're expecting your wife to be all excited about what you got her for, uh, uh, you know, for Valentine's Day and you and you bought her a bowling ball because you want to go bowling with her, uh, you know, more often. Uh, It doesn't work that way. Or don't make the mistake I made early on. I, I wanted to make cleaning the house easier for my wife. I bought her a really nice vacuum cleaner. She wasn't looking for a vacuum cleaner. I'm just telling you. You go see uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry over on uh, Cavanaugh, 3000 Cavanaugh, and Eric Coleman will take good chan- uh, good uh, uh, care of you in making something uh, or selling you something that your significant other will cherish and that maybe you can even make into an heirloom uh, for your family. All you have to do is stop by and talk to Eric at 3000 Cavanaugh or call him and make an appointment. 501-246-3655. 501-246-3655. You'll also find him on Facebook, uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, and on uh, Instagram as well. So check out any of those sites. I got some really cool pictures on Instagram of uh, jewelry that he has ready to walk right out the door with you. 501-246-3655 or 3000 Kavanaugh up uh, here in Little Rock. All right, guys. Our question was, again, going back this whole thing about uh, profits. And I have to be honest with you. I, I always doubt anybody who stands in front of me and says god said to me my i don't know i don't know about how you feel but my my antenna go up right saying yeah. mm, okay you right. god said this to you all right i'm i'm i mean there's a story about the guy that went into the capitol a couple wednesdays ago and said that he stood there and couldn't make up his mind whether to go in or not. And he said he felt God push him in the back and push him in. You sure that wasn't the devil? Yeah. <laughs> you sure somebody in Bumpy is the one? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the test of it is going to be, you know, does it come, does it come to pass? Um, but the, the scripture does tell us that we, it says that we should, it says we should. Um, I'm drawing a blank exactly where it is in the, in the. I think it's in Corinthians. It says it says um, despise not prophesying. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the New Testament. Uh, so it says it says despise not prophesying and forbid not to speak in tongues. And what do we have most of our churches doing, yeah. forbidding people to speak in tongues and despising prophecy. So it's meant to be a part of the life cycle of the church, but because the church doesn't know how to synthesize. New Truth. Testament instruction with with modern day living um, is not it's not God's problem. We have yet to figure out how to walk out the scripture altogether. Right. So you're meant to not despise prophesying. So it's supposed to be a part of our life. But then again, it needs to be confirmed by the word. 
Are you speaking in context with the word? And then, and then when someone says that, what you do is you put it on the shelf and wait to see if it comes to pass. If it does, then you can celebrate what God said. But if it doesn't, then you have to say, as the Bible says, that we should judge prophecy and um, and say whether or not this thing was uh, of of the Lord or not. I think I think uh, Steve was mentioning something good earlier about uh, prophesying falsely. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking before the show about uh, <clears throat> how the um, we need to look at what was being said. Is these guys are not false prophets? They prophesied falsely. False prophets right. are unbelievers who snuck into the church and they're and they're teaching people contrary to what the word says they're false teachers but the bible really they're, first they're was false purposely prophets. deceptive and Correct. purposely manipulative there were several of Correct. them during paul's time yeah yes they were but what we have today is people who got too much into americanism uh that's why I, I agree with you know basically with what billy was saying but i wouldn't call them liars because they didn't do that a liar would imply that they did what they did knowingly falsely and I believe there's an example in the Old Testament where God said that he was going to send a deceiving spirit or a lying spirit to the prophets because they were putting their trust not in God, but um, to deceive Israel. And so God sent that spirit to them because their faith was someplace else other than him. And I think what happened with the overwhelming majority of these people who prophesied is they were they fell into a spirit of, of Americanism, if you want yeah, to call that a yeah. spirit. And that they trusted in a man, Donald Trump, more than they trusted that God would deliver this situation. And so they need to be held accountable. In, but the only way you can really hold them accountable is you just put them on the shelf of, what, of the people who did this. And you don't listen to them. You give them time unless, and several of them have, not, well, a couple have come out and actually repented and said that they were wrong and they were sorry and they're going to you know, submit themselves to some leaders and, and, and don't get themselves in a situation like that again. So you just have to be careful and unfortunately have all these people who are still trying to hold on to it and saying, well, God said this. And so just wait, God said this and just wait. And instead of realizing that, no, these these men got caught up in the flesh uh, and they prophesied falsely. And we need to quit putting these people on pedestals as if they are the only people that have a connection to God. And New Testament terms, we are a kingdom of priests. We all have the ability to run in and connect directly to God. We don't have to go to the prophet. And and I agree with what you were saying, Dave, um, about how when people say God said, <clears throat> it happens. And there's examples of two different examples I'll give here in just a second. But most of the time, I when I hear somebody who is always God said, God said, God said, God said, God said, God said, you know, and it's just like, for crying out loud, you know, even the prophets are probably going, wow. Now, if you now if you hold up the Bible and said, God said in his word. Right. That's different. That's different. But when you go and look, and I think, (laughs) I think the numbers are for the book of Acts, um, it covers a 38 year period of time, but only records about 19 days of that period of time. And so we have the idea that every church service was like Acts 2.38, yeah. or that every time something happened in the book of Acts, it happened every time the church met. And it was just not the case. But we have here in the book of Acts chapter 8, where it says, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, arise and go towards the south along the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. And then as he was heading down there, it says, then the Spirit said to Philip, go over and take the chariot to go speak to the eunuch who was on the chariot. So here we have an angel speaking to him and the Spirit of God speaking to him. So uh-huh. it happens, right? But I think it's more rare than the people in the hyper-charismatic side of things take it. And so we shouldn't 
you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. No, I, I'm not saying that. I right. don't buy into it. I'm just saying that my my antenna go, my spider sense kicks in, yes. that I'm listening really critically at that point. And yeah. I think that when they when they approach, it should be with a sense of humility, because the word for prophecy given in the Old Testament is you hear the word burden, and the burden of the Lord was given to Isaiah, because it, it means it's heavy. And it means that you can't, you will not be able to sleep, eat, think, or do anything until you give that word because it's a real word from the Lord. And you should carry it with awe and reverence and not just walk around going, well, God told me to tell you this and God told me to tell you that and God told me to tell you this. And and it's just too much. And it actually causes um, some real problems. I think it's going to cause some real problems with the people in the church who have bought so far into this and into that foolishness queuing on. Well, the other thing that people have bought into i believe is that and I, I i touched on this last week is that you believe that the gospel is going to stop being preached if america is not on the scene that's right right that is wrong that's right the the gospel was being preached thousands of years before america was even born right we have reversed it america is supposed to be draped in the gospel not the gospel draped in an american flag thank you right. we've got it backwards yeah and I and I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Now, they asked me a question, so let me deal with it real quick. I've seen this meme posted around the internet. "Quote: If you need ten thousand soldiers to protect your inauguration from the people, then you probably weren't elected by the people." Uh, do you think that the far right will try something despite the soldiers' presence? Hope not. I hope that they won't. Okay. Uh, will QAnon try something? There's a possibility. Mm. All right, ten thousand troops can't stand uh, can't stop all the people who who don't like Biden. Like ten thousand troops couldn't stop all the people who didn't like Trump. Right. I mean, uh, the troops didn't stop Black Lives Matter burning cities. Uh, didn't stop uh, you know uh, the uh, Antifa people or anything like that. You can't Chaz. stop. Yeah, you can't stop yeah. everybody. The Boogaloo Boys. That's who I was trying to think of earlier. Was the Boogaloo Boys. Can't stop them either. They're around as well. My son-in-law called me yesterday. He's in the military. He said, Dad, we just got a, a note from our commander uh, saying that we're to be careful on the next few days because, you know, crazy things could happen. I said, yeah, they could. Crazy things can happen every day. Any mm-hmm. given day. Didn't they ever teach you that in the military? <laughs> right. And I was talking about that earlier. I, I still take different ways home every day from Do work. Because yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's not somebody out there who don't hear what I say, and they, yep. they don't like it. So I, I just take different ways. But the bottom, the bottom line is that whole thing about ten thousand troops. Just understand, you know where those ten thousand troops came from? They come from Biden. Mm-mm. They came from President Trump. Mm-hmm. He's the one who wants a now a, a a a peaceful transition of power. So he's doing what needs to be done uh, to. Uh, you know, to to get it done. Right. And now, he'll never get credit for that. No, he mm-hmm. won't. But. He won't get credit for it. All he'll get credit for, he caused a problem uh, with everybody as far as that goes. Did you did you hear that the, that the Biden um, campaign is now questioning the loyalty of some of the, mm-hmm. the troops? Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to they're turn doing, in there. Yeah. yeah. Abbott said he this will make him rethink whether he'll send Texas National Guard troops to Washington ever again. Oh, right. they're, they're questioning. They're they're checking the background of twenty thousand national guardsmen. Just so you know, 
So checking that out. All right. We'll come back. We've got more. And Becky, stay with us. Becky's got a question for us, so we'll have her question when we come back. Phil and Belinda, well, they've been trying to sell their home uh, for a long time, a country club home, in fact, over in Maumel, and they had, for six months, had it on the market, no offers. Uh, they heard about Dustin Turner, who I talk about all the time. They gave him the call, and uh, one call changed everything. Because what he did is he met with them, he shared his advice on making their home market ready. He uh, told them how to get the most money for the property. And then they worked with his contractors. They put the home on the market, ready, set, and sold. Uh, in just a few weeks, the home was sold for top dollar. And if you need an agent, take the guy I've been telling you about, and that is Dustin Turner. He's been around for a while here in central Arkansas. He has really learned the market well. He can help you out in selling your home. Call Dustin at 501-952-2969. I'm going to tell you, before you go putting in new flooring and all kinds of stuff, meet with Dustin, talk to him, because adding a lot of stuff to your house may just take you out of the market. He'll talk to you about all of that. Uh, 501-952-2969. Or go online to hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com. Becky is with us when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get to the phones. Becky, how are you in Louisiana today? I'm doing good, gentlemen. The first thing I wanted to do before I ask my question, there's a book called In Order to Live Mm. by Yaomi Park, who escaped from North Korea. And if anyone ever wanted to know what a godless society is like, mm-hmm. it's in the book, In Order to Live, Yaomi Park. But my question to our Bible guys is, I think we, we, um, we've had such a backlash over the overemphasis in the last century and coming into this century on the spirit that, uh, you know, the ultra ultra uh, charismatics that it's had a terrible backlash in that we forget to uh, that that the spirit does speak in our hearts Mm -hmm. you know and I came from a church that a year ago it was as though they were afraid to mention the spirit and the spirit the work of the spirit and I think that's to our detriment Mm -hmm. but I think my big mouth has helped in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. All How right. do you feel about it? All right. Uh, let's turn it over to them, Becky. Yeah, uh, thank you, Becky. And I'm glad you you have a big mouth, sister. Uh, yeah, I think that um, the um, the lack, we have been lacking the Holy Spirit. We've been lacking the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We've been lacking the the people's recognition of the voice of the Holy Ghost. Um we um, all the gentlemen that are sitting here, we we are all of the uh, the charismatic um, Pentecostal uh, persuasion. So we we don't think that <clears throat> you can't over if the Holy Spirit is God, which He is, then you can't overemphasize right. Him. Right. Uh, and obviously, He's going to do everything decently in order. He's going to do everything in context with Scripture. The problem is, is when you got undisciplined flesh mm, right. that doesn't know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. So it's the Holy Spirit's not the problem; it's the undisciplined flesh. And then you have the the you know the uh, the pendulum swing where you have a lot of congregations who won't even talk about the Holy Ghost right. uh, and uh, uh, so uh, I think um, 
from my perspective, I'm I'm totally with you. We need to emphasize the Holy Spirit more because uh, what what good are we, gentlemen, if we can't hear the Holy Ghost? That's right. right. I mean, if we don't know how to hear the Spirit of God and and know when He speaks and how He and how He moves, so uh, we've lost the um, the era in which she's referring to <clears throat> was mainly Pentecostal, right? Right. right. Uh, and and sometimes and the Charismatics took the part of that movement, which was very harsh at times, and over-softened it. <clears throat> and in the process of over-softening it, they've lost the reverence and the holiness of using God's name and following what the Spirit yeah. says. And so I think that's one of the things, is how I would equate it, is that we've lost the reverence and the holiness of when God speaks, and therefore we're more flippant about just throwing it around when it really wasn't God, because as we just said a little bit ago, False spirits can come and speak as well. Sure. And I think part of the big problem there is that it, this is this is really symptomatic of Christianity as a whole, um, is that there are very there are very few people out there who are focusing on being a whole Christian. Um, yes, you must be, uh, if you're not tuned into the spirit, then you are not a whole Christian. But guess what? Um, you also need to be in the word every day or you are not a whole Christian. Guess what? You need to be in prayer every day or you are not a whole Christian. We we end up because denominations tend to focus on a a specific role. Um we we you know, we tend to end up in that role where we're focused on research and we're focused uh, focused on study, uh, but we don't do a lot of listening to the spirit or the exact opposite of that is true. Everything is the spirit leads, the spirit leads, the spirit but the congregation is ignorant because they don't spend any time studying. So uh, we have a problem with balance. the wholeness, right? We have a problem with the wholeness and the balance of how do we how do we find the ground where we're doing all of these things that God desires from us? Yeah, I'm just looking at this verse of scripture. It's in um, it's going to be in Second uh, Peter in chapter one, and um, it's um, it's here in verse number. Let me see here, verse number um, seventeen. It says, "For we have received from God the Father honor and glory." When he came, when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Verse 18, and this voice which came from heaven, we heard right. when we were with him in the holy mountain. In this verse 19, we have a, also a more sure word of prophecy. Where, uh, whereunto you also do well to take heed as unto uh, a light that shines in the dark, dark place unto the dawn as a, as the day star rises in our hearts, knowing this first that no prophecy of Scripture is any, of any private interpretation. So, even though this this voice speaks from heaven, he says, "Okay, we all heard that, but there's even a more sure word of prophecy mm. than hearing something audible, and that's right. going back to the Word Amen. and making sure the Word is in concert with what we heard in the Holy Ghost." And I think, in part, um, the extreme comes when you when you decouple um, the Word from what we're the impressions that we're, well, that that's we're feeling. The, that's the challenge to all of us of that are Christians. When you hear somebody said, God said, you should go to the scripture and make sure what he's saying God said goes along with the scripture. Because if it is, if it isn't, it can't be true. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's simple. Right. I mean, Paul warned us about that. Right. Right. So everything. And that, you know, in, in the apostle Paul even said, commended, you know, Berean saying, so the Bereans are hearing the Apostle Paul teach. The man wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, to our best of our estimation. And he says, but you guys, I'm going to commend you because you you took what I taught and you went to the Scriptures daily to make sure that what you were taught was true. And I think, unfortunately, today, when people try to hold their ministers accountable to the Word, 
the minister either gets upset or thinks he's, his authority is being challenged or whatever. Uh, no, the word is our ultimate um, physical authority here on the earth. Well, it's, it's, it's spirit and truth, isn't it? The word. Yeah. So, well, the last, last thing I'd like to say about with regards to these people that prophesied about Trump, we do have another example of of a man in the in the New Testament, Agabus, who prophesied a famine that would come upon the land. Right, and so it's not that it's abnormal. Uh, that a a person could speak and believe that God was saying, "Hey, that you know a plague was coming, or this president will be reelected, or whatever the case is." Sure. So it's not abnormal. But as Billy was was talking about earlier, is they need to be held to account when they're wrong, and they need to, and you don't need really need to be paying more attention to them if they're that wrong. Okay. That's a big deal. All yeah. right. Remember your questions. Go to Bible Guys at SalemLR.com. You start sending them now for next week. And these gentlemen be happy to answer them. Or, as Becky did, you can call in, a two three zero nine six five. ask your question, and they'll deal with it here live on the air. Tomorrow, uh, it's a Wednesday, so uh, we'll have Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman on in the 7 o'clock hour. Phil Kirpin will join us in the first hour. We'll be talking to him about what to expect from the Biden administration. Billy and Scott and Steve, thanks for coming in and spending the time with us today. Yes, sir. You're welcome. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m.